welcome to our podcast. Oh, you've come in way too early. Nope. You say that every time. There's so um, much song left to go. No, I know, but there's a thing and it fades out. We use literally every time we do this. That's because literally every... Okay, fading. See? Fading. And my little... See, like, what I can see is quite large though. Like we're talking over talk- the soundtrack, but mm. I guess the soundtrack is getting quieter. Yeah, yeah, it's getting quieter. See, don't go by... L- <laughs> you know what I was going to say then, don't you? Yeah, just... I've got it sorted. Don't worry. Sure. Okay. Come on now. I'm going to cut that. Uh, welcome How to... How can you cut it? It's in the middle of the sound. I can cut all kinds of stuff. Do you want to start be... again? I, I, I don't know why you're trying to censor my hilariousness, but... Some things need to be censored. I don't agree. It's... Do you want me to start again? I can just leave this all in if you want. Whatever. All right. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It's good to be here. This is episode five of our podcast, Blah Trek. What a waste of time. <laughs> this is one of the highlights of my um, month. You know? <laughs> it is. Watching Star Trek with you and writing notes and recording and coming up with a, a fresh new song each time we record. Yeah, I did hear you tippity-tapping away during nap time, so mm. I can only assume you've uh, got a little... I got musical, something musical Just taste for, for those that are coming in uh, late. Obviously, the, the the premise here is I take some audio uh, from the episode we watched, and um, I add music to it. And uh, last week, I think I actually took audio from something you said about a, a rather handsome lizard. Oh yeah, but, that was a um, one. That was last time. Uh, this time, yeah, this is all audio taken from the episode that we just reviewed, and um, I'll play that for you now. Mr. Sulu chasing crewman with a sword. 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 Mr. Sulu chasing crewman. <laughs> did you like that? I did quite good. That is um, again another highlight of uh, of my job here because at the end of the day, I don't know if anyone else even listens to this podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> Mama does. Shout out to Mama. But I do um, making a song that I'm, I'm hoping you'll at least dance to and maybe chuckle at is is a highlight for me. So there you go. Nice. Um, All right. Also, we haven't previously stated this. We're on season one, episode five, the Naked Time. So. <laughs> The Naked Time. Yeah, let's talk about that. What's the What does the title mean to you? Why do you think they called it The Naked Time? It's a really good question because I don't know. Mm. <laughs> and it's thoroughly misleading. Yeah, I suspect it has something to do with letting go of inhibitions, like naked inhibitions. 
we'll talk the, about it. The episode also has to do with time, the, I guess. And it does. Oh, Spoiler I didn't even alert. think about that. We'll wow. get to that. That's at the end of my re- recap. Apropos. All right, let's move into synopsis, eh? Like we're there, so you open. It's this is quite a long one, so you'll have to bear with me. I'm and uh, you said that before. It's a long synopsis. Do you want me to jump in or just just listen? No, I want you to shut your beautiful mouth. Okay. It opens on the starship orbiting a planet called Psi Two Thousand. I've written two hundred, but it was two thousand. It's an ancient world um, now, and an Iceland, and about to implode. Their mission is to get the crew from the surface. So. We open on frozen peepsicles, creepy red substance, Ensign Ricky, Joey, is El Stupido and removes his glove because he clearly has a death wish. Decontamination steam shower upon beaming back evidently doesn't do anything to help. Bones is overtly racist towards Spock. Joey, the, the dude's name from the planet, contracts the old stretchy stretchy wipe paw and someone at the sound desk shakes a rattlesnake so that we're made aware that something unusual is afoot. Joey's also quite a Rudy patootie and is clearly not cut out for space travel, trying to unalive himself with a butter knife during a sweaty kerfuffle with Sulu and crew member Riley. He ends up in surgery where Bones and Nurse Chapel pass metal pointy bits back and forth to each other and call it surgery. Despite all this, old mate dies. Riley now has wipey hands and rattle noise and is on the bridge. Sulu also has wipey hands and rattle noise and is also on the bridge, but leaves his post ahead to the gym. Not ideal timing, considering the planet below is imploding and his job is to constantly make adjustments so they don't all die. But completely worth it, since we get to see him all oiled up challenging people with a sword in the corridors. Like the song. Yes. (laughs) Meanwhile, Riley has been ordered to the sickbay where he gropes at poor and unsuspecting nurse, who now also has wipey hands rattle noise, and that compels her to awkwardly confess her love for Spock, who now also has wipey hands rattle noise. And this leads to him straight up weeping at one point, which is incredibly hard to watch as he's a Vulcan. And um, we also discover he's never told his Earth mother that he loves her. Awkward. Love you, Mum. Sulu continues to run amok being all piratey. Cut to Riley having taken control of the engine room, making weird announcements to the whole ship while singing his ethnic tunes. Also, the dude is the worst. He... <laughs> One of his announcements is that he wants all the female crew members to wear their hair loosely about their shoulders and they should exercise restraint with wearing makeup. I really wanted to make a song about that. Not look made up. Yeah. I wish Sulu would sword him in the face. Richelieu, high stakes, 20 minutes to death. Riley has cut the power. Everyone has wipey paws, rattle noise. Kirk slaps Spock relentlessly. Spock takes Kirk out with one slap. Bones does something useful for once and finds a cure, but then also immediately unnecessarily rips Kirk's uniform to administer the injection. Spock works with Squatty to do the impossible in the engine room, and they end up travelling backwards in time three days. Sweaty, wipey, rattle noise, swashbuckling, tears, racism, and time travel. This episode has it all. Yeah, they basically all contract space COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And, um, and space COVID makes them... Like, I think Spock refers to it's a form of space madness we've never encountered before, but it made me wonder what kind of space <laughs> have madness they encountered? have they encountered. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone in the Enterprise starts have, losing their inhibitions and that manifests in different ways. 
Um, famously, yeah, you may have, if, if you're superficially aware of Star Trek, you may have seen images of a shirtless Sulu. He's the um, Asian-American character on the Enterprise who um, oh played by George Takei. And he, um, uh, yeah, he, he takes his shirt off and, and, and runs around with a sword. Uh, that's where the sample from my song came from. I thought for sure you would have done some research on the sword because he was talking about it earlier in the episode. What do you want to know? I did do some research <laughs> based on, on Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia. Apparently, Sulu wasn't a fencer, but when this was written in, he, he got really into it, apparently. Um, he started learning how to handle a fencing rapier in a hurry, uh, but when he wasn't on set, he would practice fencing, frequently lunging at passing members of the film crew and sometimes pinking them. I don't know what pinking means. That's what's in Wikipedia. Maybe oh, I that... think it's like when you, like, poke, poke, poke them, someone, but not, like... Mm. With okay. malice. Nice. I like it. Um, apparently a delegation eventually called on Gene Roddenberry and threatened that the entire crew would quit if Sulu was ever given a sword again. <laughs> Man, he must have been really annoying. I know what it's like to live with someone like that. I can't even imagine. <laughs> of course you can't. Um, yeah. So apparently the other thing, the other facts I found, it's the only time when the three principal female characters... That is Lieutenant Uhura, mm-hmm. uh, Yeoman Rand, yep. and introducing uh, Nurse Chapel. Yeah. Uh, that's the only time all three of them are in the same episode together. Uh, it's the first time we see the famous... I thought we'd seen the neck pinch before. Apparently not. I'm almost Apparently, certain of it. The first time you see the neck pinch is in the next episode. The Vulcan neck pinch. The Enemy Within. But apparently that was filmed before this episode. So I could have sworn we'd seen it before. No. There you go. And Nurse Chapel, she is one of my favourite characters. Fascinating. Um, that's Bones's um assistant. IRL married to him, right? No, IRL married to Gene Roddenberry. Good oh, memory though. Oh, I see, I see. And uh, another fact, uh, she's played by an actress named Majel Barrett, and she appears in several other episode uh, seasons of um Different Star Trek shows. So she pops up as the voice of the computer in Star Trek Next Generation. She's also like plays a character in um, Deep Space Nine and a few other Star Trek shows from the 90s and 2000s. Um, so that was that episode. What did you, you think of it? What do you rate it? You know, it's funny. It has so many iconic Star Trek moments. Yes. But I, I don't know if it's, like, up there with, like, the best no, or anything. Agreed. There's a couple of issues, like, internal logic issues. Like, we come across it all the time in Star Trek, the sexism again. But it's also the racism to Spock, like you mentioned. Like, Bones is a doctor, and he's a doctor in, in the future. Yeah, the, the, like, the racism against Spock comes up, and it's, um, it just doesn't make sense when you think about the actual no, reality of these characters. It's, like, it's they the live in the future. It's the first kind of show... It's the first show of its kind, right? Like, I mean, obviously there's been other sci-fis before that, but yeah. like to this extent. So they haven't really considered the, the morality of the future, I suppose. They're writing a science fiction show of the future with the re- morality of the 60s. So it, it's, it's not the first time Bones is frequently um, making snide comments towards Spock about his inability to, um, you know, feel or have emotions... And uh, about his like green blood and his makeup and stuff. So like when when you go to the sick bay, they'll put you on a sick bay bed and mm. you know perform a reiki and wave their hands over your body. 
and it will pull your life signs. You can see the life signs on a screen on the wall. And whenever they do Spock, his is always like really, really high, really, really low, like all over the place. And Bones is all like, well, whatever that means. Like he's yeah. a doctor. He's a doctor in the 21st century or whatever it's He should to be, be encountering more, uh, yeah. like more species, right? Correct. Than just Earth, Earthlings. But the thing that I left out, but we're talking about it now, was um, basically Spock points out that it, this um, disease amplifies uh, people's underlying yeah. personality. And we, for Kirk, it comes out as weird. Like, he's like, oh, I'm not allowed to notice my, my yeoman, like, you know, the, the woman That's who... That's one aspect, yeah. He, like... His whole, the whole thing with, with Kirk is his inhibition is he's supposed to be this strong leader and captain. Yeah. And he can't show any weakness. He can't enjoy himself. He can't do any of this stuff. Yeah, so instead of being in love with his yeoman, which he is, he's in love with his ship. <laughs> yeah. And I've also noted he's worse than a husband who catches a mild cold. So... You can yeah. you can watch that and see what you think about it. Yeah. The other thing I'll say, there's a few internal logic issues. Like um, one is, you know, we've been through a pandemic. And so mm. we know a little of the basics about hygiene and, and, and you know, like the guy goes to, to a yeah. planet in the beginning they, and there's all these frozen. They're wearing these really cool like yeah, that's, that's ice really cool. versions of their uniforms. Like a red ice like hazmat orangey suit. orangey sort of with like. Yeah gold netting and stuff. Yeah. All all he does he takes his glove is take off. a glove off. Yeah. Um and like sort of wipes his his face. His face and then he's like touching the he wall. He touches this infected blood. Um yeah. But like to be fair, it's not like a hazmat suit in that it's all sealed. <laughs> like he could just stick his hand under his Yeah. His... I mean that's a that's a that's a costume design fail, but that's yeah, the, the the idea is again we we have more information about how to prevent infectious disease than they seem to. Um and the other thing I was gonna say is like it's so easy for when um the the guy who's uh was it Irish heritage comes out when mm. he's when he's got space madness. Uh, right, Riley. Riley. Was it Riley or it's O'Reilly? R- they kept saying the subbies too said Riley. Mm, okay. It was like um, Mr. Riley. Right. He um, he can take over the whole ship just by walking into the engineering. And to I me, don't I was remember. Thinking, like, did he? I think he like tricked Scotty yeah, into he, leaving. He, he went in and Scotty gets Scotty out, and then like he overrides the entire control of the ship. To me, that's yeah. an obvious. Safety issue. One like, would think bridge would maintain ultimate control, yeah, not or, the engine room, and, or have some sort of yeah, like way to. The you know, only way to that. enter the engine room was to like laser cut a panel and like do something with the wires. Yeah, like because he'd locked it out again. You think there'd be some kind of like or, hatch or, or like have security clearance so that only certain crew members can get into engineering if that's yeah. how important it is. Yeah, you know, it's like a secure area. Have a swipe card to get through. There's a few I, things again, like it's that. A, it's of the yeah. time though, yeah, right? Totally. Like, and it's a plot device. Like, I get yeah. it. I'm, I'm just it's a, it's a petty thing. I I enjoy the show. I like Star Trek, and and it's one of these shows that this is what we like about it. Is pull, pulling it apart for its yeah. What campy, what? Campy, but also, what do we get nonsense. out of it? Like, there's because at the end of the day, they the crew. What I liked about the story is the crew overcome the challenge largely by like Kirk just overcomes the, the virus by controlling himself. <laughs> like he sort of pulls himself together type thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, he wills himself better. And then Bones just uses good medicine to actually make a, an antidote yeah, and turn, fix people. He, he works out that he just applies himself the, um, and, 
the water on the planet has molecularly changed is yes, the sort of reason right. they give us. sci-fi reason. So he sort of makes a serum but, to counteract that. But it leads to this cool thing at the end where they have to overcome the the, the Enterprise is stuck in the gravity of this failing yeah, planet. Yeah, so the planet is imploding mm. on schedule. Yep. Um, and the Enterprise is in orbit and it's it's, it's basically getting sucked into gets, the planet. Yeah, pulled The planet in keeps spinning more. faster and faster and they're like, you know, getting closer and closer. So that's the time They're supposed time to just crunch. warp away at the last second. But, um, yeah, Riley has shut down the engines right. and Scotty says they're completely cold. And you can't restart you can't them just in restart time, them. all that kind it's of like, so There's all these different plot devices. Yeah. So that and <laughs> that's how they end up. Running some yeah one in a bazillion some crazy idea that, that over yeah that, that basically overloads the engines yeah pushes them out of orbit and they end up going back in time, time three days is, yeah so again that's a cool thing it's they've introduced this concept of, that comes oh, up in another episode comes there, up a lot yeah, in Star Trek yeah. so time travel is something that's established in Star Trek this is the yes. first time you've ever seen it. It's um such a time travel episode, which are obviously great is supposed to make you more impressed with like like Kirk and Spock and stuff. Yeah. They're the ones who discovered time travel. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. I, and yeah, just like it becomes a yeah, it becomes an an ongoing thing throughout all Star Trek shows. In fact, the fourth movie, Star Trek for the Voyage Home, is uh, centered around the concept of time travel. So, um, yeah, it's a great plot device and. Uh, Good to see. Well, I appreciated uh, talking to you and reviewing this episode. I look forward to watching another one with you soon. If you have any feedback for us as well, I've been getting some people talking about how much they like the show. <laughs> people are talking. <laughs> Literally, the only person I know who watches this is mum. I actually talked to a guy uh, just on Monday who said he was enjoying my podcast, but he um, he only listens to the episodes that Joss is in. <laughs> <laughs> and th- that's none of them. So thank goodness for that. <laughs> They're all still up there anyway. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Live, lube and prospect. See ya. Bye. This podcast was produced by Jeremy and Hayley Mills. Podcast theme music was written by Jeremy Mills and references the instrumental theme from Star Trek written by Alexander Courage. If you enjoyed this podcast, please stay tuned. We'll have more episodes up soon.